Are you ready to be motivated? Hey everyone, Brad Daly is here to bring you another episode of Motivators in Motion. Today we're going to be speaking with Rocky Romanella. Rocky has more than four decades worth of business experience and is the author of the five-star book, Tighten the Lug Nuts, The Principles of Balanced Leadership. Rocky, welcome to the podcast. And if you could, just start out by telling everyone, what are you most excited about in your life right now? Well, Brad, it's a pleasure meeting you and look forward to our conversation today. And I'm most proud of the opportunity to to give back after a 40-year career, to maybe take some of the things that I learned throughout my career, both uh, the good way and the bad way, but we all learn from our mistakes and then be able to at least have those conversations through the book or through my keynote speaking or through conversations with uh, great individuals like yourself and maybe talk a little bit about this whole concept of leadership. What do you find when you are speaking with other people, whether it be at a conference, uh, just some people on the side? What's something that people generally want to learn the most about today? What do they usually confide in you about? And they know that, you know what, I can go to Rocky and he can kind of help me out with this particular area. Well, it's interesting because I think it really comes down to most people don't think of themselves as leaders or more. I think the other concept that absolutely is this concept of, oh, you have to be a natural born leader. And I don't believe in any of those. I think we're all leaders at one time or another. I think individual contributors are leaders. I think we're leaders in our personal life and our professional life. And so I think that that, so when they confide in me about this concept of, you know, I'm in this role, uh, because you have a title doesn't make you a leader. Leadership is the ability to leave things a little better than you found them. Are people better because of their time with you? Are your customers better, for example, if you own a small business, because of their interaction with you and your business? And so, A, that's the first. And second is, I don't think that you're you're born a leader. I think that you develop those straight traits and tendencies. I think you work hard at it. Uh, I don't believe I was born a natural leader. I, I believe that things uh, happen over the course of time. I, I think I had great influences from my dad who since passed, but was a great influence in my life and my adult life. It's my wife who's a great influence on me. And so I think it's your interactions with other people. And so those are probably the two things that people want to always talk to me about, you know, this concept of natural born leader and the concept of, well, I'm really not a leader. I'm thrust in this role or, or I'm not sure I'm a leader because I'm an individual contributor. And I think that uh, I enjoy having those conversations because I think we're all leaders and I think we, we all have to work at it. What are some things people can do, some steps people can take to become a better leader? And if we could kind of talk about a, a couple of them, because I know you have a bunch um, that you've written about, you've talked about over the years. And maybe let's start with uh, one that's maybe not so obvious uh, to people out there, little steps they can take to become a better leader, to be able to balance leadership and really kind of take charge in whatever they're doing. Well, I think the first step and the thing I always tell people, my greatest skill is the biggest thing I know is what I don't know. And so I clearly understand that there are things that I don't know. There's things I need to learn. I may be thrust in a role or, or a responsibility at a time in my career or my personal life where I need help. And so asking for help, seeking advice from other people does not show a weakness. In fact, it shows a confidence and it shows your ability to get to the right answer. And I think that's, that to me would be the first. And the second thing I always I talk about is this concept of don't stop at the first right answer. I think all too often as leaders, we stop at the first right answer. Someone brings you that first right answer, and so we accept that and we move on to something else. And I think the ability to challenge yourself or challenge those in your care in a positive way 
not to stop at that first right answer. It kind of gets you past that first right answer. Maybe you get a little deeper, wider answer or something maybe a little bit you know, outside the box where you are able to start to look at things from wider consequences. I think that would be the second thing I would say is don't stop at the first right answer. Challenge yourself past that first right answer. Now, it may turn out to be the right answer, which is okay, but you may find out that there's a little deeper, wider answer there and something that's more sustainable. Who do you really kind of credit the most to kind of push you in this direction that you've been able to write this book, Rocky, and it's really contributed to you to have these different leadership qualities that have obviously only grown and you've gotten better with over the years? Well, I was very fortunate. My dad was a great influence on me growing up. And, you know, he when I first got my job at UPS, uh, you know, I started unloading trailers as a part-time a person working my way through college. Uh, and my dad told me two things that stuck with me my whole life. And the first one is whatever they ask you to do, say yes and thank you. And then learn your job and learn some more. And he always challenged me in a positive way to say, look, you know, the day you think you've learned everything is to say things are, are passing you by. And, and, and if you think about it, go no further than when I uh, became a full-time uh, person inside UPS. I was a delivery driver first and then got promoted into supervision. Well, when I was a driver, we were on paper. Now think about today, you know, handheld devices and, you know, 40 years ago when I was a driver, think about that for a second. So, you know, and if you didn't, if you didn't stay current and if you didn't challenge yourself to learn your job and learn some more, you, you would, you would start to get passed by. So I would think in my childhood and my, my core values and how I was brought up as my dad, but in my adult life, it's really my wife, Debbie. She's been a great friend, part partner. I would argue mentor in many ways. Uh, for me. And I think those things that I saw and talked to her about and listened to her and watched how she raised our kids, it's to me, she's probably got the greatest influence in, in my life as an adult. So I was, I think we all have those key people in our lives. Sometimes they're not as obvious. You know, my dad seems more obvious or a person you work for who you have great respect for. But there are also those individuals who quietly are very powerful in their abilities to influencing you and getting you to look at things a little bit differently. Now, you coined the term tighten the lug nuts. What does that mean exactly to you? So tighten the lug nuts to me is a story in the book I won't go into, but simply stated, when the lug nuts are loose on a vehicle, they're important. But if you don't tighten those lug nuts, you get distracted with other things or something else you believe more important happens, when, when important things like the lug nuts being loose become urgent a day later when you didn't tighten them and now the front wheel is loose, you can only handle so many urgent things in life. And that's a mistake people make all the time. They allow important things like that moment when the lug nuts were loose. I could have tightened them, take, took five minutes, but I got distracted or something else came up forgot about the lug nuts and now a day later it's becoming urgent and now I have to stop what I'm doing come off a plan and how many times you hear people say that all the time I got no luck nothing ever goes my way I was working on this now this happened well tighten the lug nuts don't allow important things to become urgent take care of the important things and that way you have better control of your life and you know we know procrastination is going to be a killer no matter what you do and and no matter where you are in your life you know, tighten the lug nuts. I love it. That, that's great advice right there. And uh, very, very obviously you can, you kind of use that in so many different areas. In regards to when you're working in leadership and really dealing with and serving your customers, what advice do you have for people? Because 
I think, especially today, we see that uh, you know the customer should always be right. But a, a lot of times, uh, companies tend to forget that policy. And I think with so much happening today, and companies trying to balance a lot of different things, and technology, social media, and sometimes customers kind of get lost, I think, to the wayside. What advice do you have for leadership, top of the company, to really more so become more engaged with customers and to really kind of make sure that the customer experience is as great as it can be? Well, I think the first step is understanding who is your customer. Now, I know that sounds obvious and it sounds like such a simple thing, but in many cases, companies really do not have an idea who their customer is. I remember when I was working on the supply chain side and we're building a, a unique solution on behalf of a customer and you would sit there and you'd say, okay, well, who's the customer? And everybody kind of give you that little smile like, yeah, yeah, okay, can we move on? No, no, who's the customer? And I remember in this one instance, it was a healthcare company we were working with on the supply chain side and next thing you know, a third of the people were talking about the distribution channels. You know, the, the you know the CVS, the Walgreens, and those kinds of channels. And then a third of them were saying, no, no, it's the doctors. You know, we need our doctors to prescribe our medications. And then the third of them said, no, isn't it the customer? Isn't it the end user, the patient? And so if you think about it, it happens that way a lot of times in business. You know, think about, you know, you're, you're at a food store, you know, and you're, you're a large franchise organization inside a large food franchise. Is it the customer? Is it the franchisee? Is it the vendors? Who's the customer for that solution? So I think that's the first step that that's important to always understand and double check yourself. Who's our customer and what keeps them up awake at night? And the second thing I would say is when your when your problems as a company, as a business become the customer's problems, they just simply leave. They have enough of their own problems. I mean, think about you go to a restaurant and all of a sudden you're at this restaurant and now the place is packed and all of a sudden it's taken forever to get your food. And the and you say to the server, hey, what's going on tonight? It's never this long. Oh, we got slammed tonight. <laughs> We've we're all been really there. busy. And you think to yourself, well, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that what you were hoping was going to happen? Like when the owner started this business, did he say, hey, hope we don't get busy? God, God, if we get busy, that's going to be a problem. Of course <laughs> not. So their, their problem because not, you know, being able to, you know, maybe put the right number of people on, people maybe, whatever their, whatever their problem is just became, Brad, yours and ours problem. So what do we do? We, we, we have our meal, we leave, and we never go back again. So when, when your problems become the customer's problems, they just leave. And that's probably the second big tip, I would say, because once you lose that customer, it's very difficult to get back. One thing we talked about recently here on the podcast is when you start a business uh, and you're starting to really delegate for the first time, if it's a newer business, it's obviously you got to have a lot of trust. You got to have a lot of belief in, in people who are working for your company, people who are assisting you and really to have confidence to delegate out. What is your advice to different business leaders who are just starting out, who need the company is growing rapidly, they need to delegate out to other uh, employees, and but maybe they're just not 100% comfortable yet in that process. What is your advice to really getting to a point where employers and, and leaders can trust different people in their company? Because obviously, for a big company to work, it's going to be a team effort overall. Well, and I think the small business is the backbone. So, I mean, I, I enjoy working with and, and I've learned so much from small business owners. And I would say the first step in the process is don't allow your strength 
to become your weakness. Now, if you think about it, small business owner, let's just say they started out as a sole proprietor. I mean, here's an individual that, think about their strengths. Nobody knows their business better than they do. Nobody cares about their business better than they do. No one's more vested in their business. No one's more enthusiastic than their business than themselves. What's their weakness? No one's more vested in a business than they are. No one knows their business better than they do. And so what happens then is you start to believe, well, no one can know it as as well as I do. And so therefore you begin that process of, well, I really can't give them all the authority that goes with the responsibility. I think you, you just allowed your strength to become your weakness. So that's your strength. Make it your strength by your ability then to train and develop the people in your care so that they'll feel like they're an owner as well. Give them the authority that goes with the responsibility. This is what I need you to do. This is, I believe you're the right person for this job. You work with, you train them. You're going to have to believe in them until they're ready to believe in themselves. But, but that's because you believe in your business. And so you're allowing your strength to be your strength. It's not your weakness. And so I think that's going to be the key. And you, and then you allow them to, to grow and develop. Look, people are going to make mistakes, make them small, make them fast, move on. And I think that's going to be the key, but it starts with this concept. Don't allow your strengths to be your weakness and and then then you can move towards the appropriate and proper way to train develop your people was there a moment in your life rocky where you just kind of stopped and thought to yourself you know what i need to be able to do more and i need to eventually put a book out there and i need to teach people i need to really help to influence them to push them in the right direction because i had x y and z happen to me and i know that if i can share that with other people it will only help them to have better experiences I don't know if I would articulate it that finite. For me, it started when uh, I went to college originally to be a high school history teacher and a baseball coach. And so as I was working my way in UPS as a part-timer, working my way through college, what I noticed is, is that the best leaders, the most effective ones, whatever level they were in supervision, were able to get their people to connect the dots. And so for me, I never gave up my passion for teaching my classroom went from the more traditional classroom to the business setting. And so as a leader, I always felt like my responsibility was to train and develop and to be that teacher. And so I never gave that passion up. And so this, what I'm doing today as a keynote speaker or a leadership trainer, coach in our consulting, even it centers around the ability to find problems, understand the solutions, but then make sure people understand what the solution is, what role they play and how they can connect those dots. And so I never gave up that teaching passion. So I would say, Brad, it more came from there. Probably never gave it a thought to write a book until really close towards the end of my career. We had had a sale at the company I was running as CEO after my UPS days and thought a little bit about, well, you know, I was getting asked to do a lot of keynote speaking. I'm thinking, well, a book, you know, The book would allow people in that 45-minute to an hour keynote, how do you build out these concepts a little bit more? And so the book then became the extension of the keynotes or the lessons in that that kind of setting. So so for me, I never gave up the teaching passion. So I feel like I was very fortunate to still be able to have that passion that I wanted to be a teacher and then do it just in a business setting. All right, Rocky, people want to know, how do you continue to stay motivated after four decades worth in business, all the different various roles, things you have done? There's always going to be ups and downs to everyone's life. That's just the the name of the game. What is the driving force, though, in your life that continues to motivate you and to do your best regardless? 
Well, I think it's that what was instilled with me as my dad, he used to always say to me, it's what you do when no one's watching that counts. And I said to him one day, Brad, I said, well, dad, you just ruined it. That's the best part. No one's watching. <laughs> he said, there's always two people watching, the man upstairs and the person looking in the mirror. And so for me, I always feel like, you know, it, it's, am I being true to myself? Am I, you know, do, do I get a chance to leave things a little better than I found them? And for me, that's legacy, right? And so all of us, you know, have a legacy, you know, and, and so, you know, did you leave things a little better than you found them? Are people better because of your time with you? And I often get the opportunity to speak not only in the traditional settings of keynote speaks and conferences, but I also get the chance and I enjoy doing it, speaking to seniors in high school or uh, college, uh, you know, in, in college settings and always get asked that question, you know, and the question I always tell them, think about what it is. What's the word that you want someone to use to describe you at the end of your career? You know, people always come up with great words, Brad, like aggressive, energetic, decisive. For me, the word was always thoughtful. And so was I a thoughtful leader? You know, did I think through all the consequences? But if you pick that word, whatever that word is, Brad, at the end of your career, well, then you're always building that mosaic throughout your career. So for me, you know, it was always this word thoughtful. I wanted to be viewed as a thoughtful leader. I felt if I was thoughtful, I was looking at all the consequences. I, I, I counted, you know, I talk about this concept in the book, Balanced Leadership. I'm in balance. I consider my customers, people, shareholders, stakeholders, all equal, and they all get a seat at the table. And so for me, what motivates me is my ability then to maybe get some people to connect the dots through all the learnings that I had, all the experience that I had over my career, do you get some aha moments from a conversation with Rocky or reading the book or keynote speech or leadership training? And for me, that's, you know, teachers, you know, teachers motivation is when they see light bulbs go over their, go off over their students' heads. For me, it's, it's someone, I can see someone tilt their head like, ah, that makes sense. Or like, I think I can use that. Or maybe I got to look at it differently. So for me, that's that's my motivation. And I feel like it's, it's a fun way for me to interact, to stay current, to get involved. But, you know, I can still, I can still spend time with my family at this point in my life. But I can also spend time meeting some wonderful people like yourself. I mean, this is great. I've met a, uh, an individual like yourself, someone well-prepared for this conversation, a pro at what he or she does. And so that, you know, I, I learned from this conversation, from the types of questions you asked me, the preparation you've done. And so for me, that's my learning. And so I'm always learning and hopefully I'm passing on learnings for other people. Rocky, you are 100% a motivator in motion. There's no question about it. Once again, the book is called Tighten the Lug Nuts, The Principles of Balanced Leadership. For people who want to continue to follow you, Rocky, follow your journey, everything you're doing here coming up in the future, where's the best place they should go? Well, thank you for asking, Brad. I appreciate that. So the book is, uh, I'm self-published, so the book is online and Amazon. They do a great job fulfilling. So Amazon and barnesandnobles.com. You can check our website out. It's www. It's the number three and then the word 60, S-I-X-T-Y, managementservices.com. Very interactive. You can engage with me on the site. Uh, there's a lot of information on the site. Uh, years ago, I got, got the opportunity to meet and speak with legendary coach John Wooden, spent about four hours with him and did an hour interview with him. It's posted on my website. Uh, so it's a great interview from just a wonderful coach and, and uh, motivator as he was coach Wooden. So that's on the website. So there's some good YouTube videos there as well, but, and also you can engage me on my, with an email. It's Rocky R O C K Y Romanella R O M A N E L L A at gmail.com. Feel free to email me. I, often I'll get emails from folks who read the book 
there's a lot of stories in the book. They always tell me their favorite story. I'm always interested in what their favorite story was in the book. So uh, feel free to contact me uh, through those vehicles. We're on Twitter, Facebook, those kinds of things as well. Awesome. Well, Rocky, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for motivating us here today on Motivators in Motion. Well, thanks, Brad. Great job. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and your audience. And if I could ever be of help to you or anyone in your audience, uh, certainly count me in. <laughs> 